0: in this week's Kent Non-League podcast. Deal delighted with their FA Cup upset.
1: Great win and I thought a great performance, big crowd here. Um, I thought we were outstanding, so delighted. It's a
0: bad first day at the office for City Bond and their new manager Darren Blackburn.
2: We've got enough experience out there to work that out and deal with it. It shouldn't have to come from me on the sideline.
0: Corinthian continue to put
3: in the hard yards at the start of a very busy early season for them. The momentum works so much in these short, sharp periods of games so you have to keep that rolling
0: folks at Invicta and Evergreen Neil Cudley are ready for another
4: season. I think there's a bit of money flying around in our league, to be honest, so it might be hard, but we've always had a good team spirit, we've had lads that work hard, that want to be at the club, and that gets us through a lot lot of things.
5: Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of the Kent Only Podcast, another absolutely jam-packed show with no fewer than five interviews None of which are about two stories that have dominated the week either. Wicked. That probably means you'll hear less of us, which I'm sure most of you will agree is no bad thing. In fact, I'm not even sure how much time there'll be to ask after the well-being of my co-host. Shocking. Anyway, I'm John Phipps, now into my 40th year and born on what was apparently Positive Thinking Day. A memo I certainly never received. And on the line now is a man who managed to interview two managers this week and record them both. Well done, Matt Gerard. and how are you?
0: Well, I, I nearly had an issue with that because the programme that I normally use to do it had disappeared off my phone, but that's um, hopefully now restored. But yeah, I'm good. Nice to go to a game um, this weekend, so which I enjoyed. Um, hopefully we'll be able to go a bit more. Just flashing up on the phone, apparently 10 EFL games are going to have a 1,000 people in. Wow. So, that, to,
5: so That's, that's, that's positive signs, isn't it?
0: For the National League now, yes, if they're working out from there. But we'll talk about that from there. Yeah, but I'm fine, John um busy show um I'm on my lunch break at work now I'm back to work full time um so you better crack on so I can finish before my lunch finishes
5: well exactly it's our 137th episode this week and when I googled that about half an hour ago well I was in for quite a shock as I found an article titled why the number 137 is one of the greatest mysteries in physics and according to one big wig uh physicist Lawrence Eves a professor at the University of Nottingham no less uh 137 is the number that you would signal to the aliens to indicate that we have some measure of mastery over our planet planets and understand quantum mechanics uh, the aliens apparently would know the number as well especially if they had developed advanced sciences sciences so a big episode this then for our alien listeners hello out there on venus mars and all the other planets and solar systems out there apparently it's all because uh, the number could lie at the heart of a grand unified theory uh, relating theories of electromagnetism quantum mechanics and especially gravity and there was me thinking it was just a number in between 136 and
0: 138 eh yeah Talking to physics, I had to do some physics homework this week. It was an absolute ball ache for my daughter. Oh god, I was, I was terrible at science. Got a double E in science, and I, I said to her, do you want to become a nuclear physicist?" She said, "No, right, we we'll just get this get this out done then." So it, apart from that, it's all about plugs and electricity and things like that. And I had absolutely no. Basically, I plug something in and it works. If it doesn't, maybe I'll look at the fuse. But I don't even have to get that far. But it was an absolute nightmare. So physics can do one for school homework in year and, seven.
5: Oh, i mean in all seriousness shouldn't your daughter be able to have the skills to do this herself aren't they teaching her well enough at this well, new the, school of hers
0: that's just my question i said the questions come up and i said have they actually learnt this well i don't really know dad no so it was all about oh uh, it, it was it was hard all about resistance and things like uh, we struggled and, and luckily uh, mr google helped us in the end so um, we He's did get there in the end but um yeah, that, that was my question. do you get any books? We don't have any books or anything. So I think school's changed a lot since we went anyway. But we did got there in the end. But Monday nights are going to be, oh, no, it's physics <laughs> yet, which is actually It took us about two hours to do anything. So it, was, it wasn't good. But there you go. That's one of those things
5: well exactly um i was never very good at physics either and uh, and in fact biology or chemistry so uh, i was pretty m- pretty much m- like you mate uh not my strongest suit i preferred much rather to be prattling on about football so let's do some of that shall we
0: yeah it's good that's even better i like a bit of history though I've, when history comes up i don't mind that but physics a chem- nightmare
5: Anyway, on with the show, and let's start by talking about things on the pitch. Uh, on a Saturday, Matt saw a genuine cup upset as Scaffoldside Deal Town took on Sittingbourne. An early penalty set the hosts on their way to what ended up being a very handsome win. Matt spoke to both managers, and we'll start with Deal Town boss Steve King. Great win, and I thought a great performance. Big
1: crowd here. Um, I thought we were outstanding, so delighted.
0: You mentioned the crowd, we'll get that out of the way first. How easy or how difficult has it been with these Covid situations as for Deal as a club?
1: Uh, yeah, it's not been easy. Um, luckily, obviously, I work in a school myself and we've got a couple of people on the board that um, are working in businesses where we've had to adapt to COVID. So we've spent a lot of time over the last eight, ten weeks getting around ground ready and making sure everything's done. And I think, to be honest, I think everyone, everything's run pretty smoothly today. Um, so yeah, pleased with
0: that. First of all, 40 seconds gone, penalty on the board. Dream start for you, but overall, you easily deserve that win today.
1: Yeah, I, I thought from probably from minute one to minute 85 we were the better side quite comfortably do you know what i mean they've thrown caution to win last five minutes we're four nil up and it's got a little bit scrappy but right from the right from kickoff do you know what I mean we knew if we could isolate ben cardwell against the two center halves that he was going to cause them problems you know i mean they're both good in the air they're center halves but we thought we could get them down the sides i mean yeah penalty in 40 seconds you can't ask for any more than that but yeah to be honest even without that i thought Right from the start of the game, we were just we were right on it today.
0: Did you fancy your chance it's your third game, it's that first game. Was that was that in your thinking? It could work to your advantage? Uh, I was
1: asked this the other day and I said we have picked up four or five injuries in the first three or four games. We went and won our first game 4-0 and they've been fully revved up, they've played lots of friendlies, so I didn't really see that as an advantage. Um I just think that we've been playing well. And I did fancy us before the game, because we know a lot of their players, we know they're a good side, but I think Skeffal's really strong. And those sides, probably if you take the top eight or ten out of the East and South East, I don't think there's a huge amount of difference between the bottom half sides in that league and the top seven or eight in Skeffal. So we played Beckenham last week, who to a real good strong side. So, I mean, we were quietly confident. Uh, we never blow our trump here. We never I mean, make big predictions or anything. But within the dressing room, we knew we had a good chance today.
0: Again, on whatever level we play, if you've got pace in the side, which you've got in abundance, you're going to cause problems.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think well, all of the all of the front three boys. You know I mean, Jack Paxman, Troy, um, Ben Cardwell are all quick, and if we can, I think, obviously tactically, we had a midfield three against their two in there, and that enabled us to get Mac and on the ball. And when he could start picking passes out and popping balls over fullbacks' heads, we always fancied our, our chances. We had to deal with their front two, and I thought the two centre arse, our two arts were outstanding, because um, they do play with a proper old-fashioned front two. They don't drop one in, they play two up there. And I thought Alfie Foster, I thought Kane Smith were outstanding. that
0: enabled everything ahead of them to work today. FA Cup, how important is it? I know the money's gone down this season, which is a bit disappointing for all clubs, I'd have thought. How important is it for Deal?
1: Oh, it's massive. I think, one, because it gives you momentum at the start of season. You get crowds in and people will start coming back. We averaged nearly 200 last year in the league. And when you have days like this, it'll encourage more people to come down. The prize money's still good. Um, we've still picked up, what now, nearly £2,500. I know it would have been £5,000 last year, which would have been really nice. But we're playing the FA Cup. And if you'd asked me in July or June whether we'd have been playing any football now it looked unlikely so we're not going to whinge about it um, we'll take what it is and we're just going to cross our fingers for a home draw
0: on Monday if that's when it's drawn I think again there's some big local sides around here as well is that you know every time we ask you, who would you like next You're a little boy or one of the big Kent sides around you
1: a home game a home game because with it being a Tuesday night uh, it's it's, it's uh, part of me says I would like someone at our level whoever's left in um, preferably someone from about 150 miles away who have got to come here so we can progress through to the next round but you'd also love I think the Ryman Prem side's come in so that throws in Margate throws in Folkestone um, obviously you've got I don't know what I haven't seen any results so I don't know what the other Ismian and South East side's got through but we'd love to take another one on of them down here because like I say pressure will be on them and I mean we'll have a go if we are away we had to go away to Hill last week so we'll I mean, get ourselves going and we'll we'll prepare wherever we've got
0: to go. You mentioned the statement there, you didn't see football coming back June-July time. How good is it back for the players, yourself and everything?
1: Oh, everyone, I think football's such a massive part of all our lives. You, you just get out of routine. Do you know what I mean, my routine, I go and watch games. I listen to your podcast in the week, and um, we train, go and watch fixtures all over. And when there's nothing, when it's not there, um, it leaves a massive void. And I think, what was it 300 people here today? An absolute sellout. Everyone's had a good day. Um, boys love it. Do you know what I mean, it's great to be back out. And let's hope, with all that's going on at the minute, that. We're still going in a month, six weeks' time, um, and we haven't had to stop. But, yeah, it, I think it's great for all of us.
5: Well, Deal Town, Matt, they, they've done everything that they can do there, haven't they? And it seems to me that the early goal really, really set them on their way.
0: Yeah. Deal were off, out of the tracks pretty quickly. A penalty in the first minute. Uh, ben Carbwell, you know, the guy who was on the the show, he's like a, a bustling centre-forward. Um, you know, I'll give Deal a bit of credit. They used the tactics perfectly. Um, sitting Bourne had... As he said in there, split the two centre halves. One's that Lex Allen, who's highly rated. Mm. Uh, you know, he's got long legs, but the two fullbacks, Dan Stubbs. You remember Dan Stubbs? Yes. Margate. He was playing uh, right back, and the left left back was playing. And uh, and they've got a couple of um, really quick wingers um, deal, and they just exploited that all the time down the right hand side. roasted basically, kicks the ball past the fullback each time, cross the ball in. Sometimes the crosses work great. Sometimes they were and it just exploited it. But City were all over the place first half. Again, could have changed a little bit differently Hit the post. Randy Drury got some nice touches but basically they bullied them a little bit. Deal. Um, you know, they've got good, you know, as I said, in every, every level I watch, if you've got a team who've got a bit of pace and can hurt and get behind the defenders, you're always going to cause problems. And Deal had that and and couldn't cope for the first, you know, 30 minutes and it was game over really. So, but, Maybe Sittingbourne, you know, they looked a bit shell shocked, to be honest. Maybe it was, um, you know, they hadn't played, they played a couple of friendlies, but not, you know, proper football, as you'd say. So, but fair play to Deal, deserved to win. I was just disappointed with the draw they got, to be honest.
5: Well, exactly. Yeah, chips it away for them in the next round. But, you know, it's, it's fantastic to see that they're doing um, as well as they are because, you know, we've talked before about Deal, you know, they're down there, they're the only sort of team at that level in, in that area, and they just keep plugging away. And you've got to say, Steve King, Uh, Not normally the manager, but he does a fantastic job there, doesn't he?
0: Yeah, he's he's a character as well because where we were sitting, where I was sitting, he went on top of the stand as well, and he's got a very little squeaky voice, Steve, and you could just hear him squeaking out orders to his players. And he soon comes down to give the uh, fourth official a bit of verbal when he thought it should have been another penalty. Yeah, but Mm. you know, it's a night. It was well, you know, again a bit like the Margate game that um, I saw there. It was very well organised with the COVID. situation so yeah good result for deal and a proper run club and a lot of good youngsters in the side as well they've got some good players there and you know i think the cups are important to them because i don't think they're going to win the league or compete in the league so it's an important win for them and they'll go again they'll be prepared though to go to chipstead that's all you can ask and um they did it before going away on a midweek Looks like they can do it again
5: absolutely and obviously the finances as you say the 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 prize money has gone down but it's still decent isn't it it's still every penny helps
0: yeah yeah i I think he said that and you know you're not going to qualm about two and a half thousand pounds if you've budgeted it's a club they wouldn't have budgeted for that money so it's all bonus money from there so yeah it's it's good money and it's the prestige of the fa cup so i think that's for clubs like us in this level that's what it's all about
5: exactly but of course while there was delight for Steve King and Deal it wasn't quite such a good day for City-born boss Darren Blackburn after six months of waiting for his first game in charge saw his side emphatically beaten here he is then again talking to Matt who started by suggesting that it was a bad day at the office
2: no no it's exactly how we've just described it in there to be fair um, just never got going you know you can see the penalty in the first minute look that's yeah these things happen in football but then you're looking for reaction from your players and I'm looking around at the you know an experienced squad and wondering where that was going to come from you know that reaction it just never did and then before you know it you get caught out again in the same manner proves you haven't learnt from the first one and then I couldn't believe what I see in my eyes when you, when you get done three times by by the same sort of move um, questioned them at half time uh, you know and, and the preparation was done we went and watched Deal on Monday night we highlighted the right winger we said he was quick um, I prepared the tactics um, this morning spent two or three hours doing that the lads have all gone through it all, they've all been told how to
0: play, how to how to sort of deal with it. And we just haven't done it. Not one. What can you put your... Yeah, you know, the argument we say is the sure first game of the season, they've had three, so they're a little bit fresher. But if you're giving the ideas to the players, that must be frustrating for you that they're not taking it on board. Yeah, massively.
2: Because up to now, they've, they've been great. You know, pre-season's been been decent we've gone for a few players but not too many I didn't want to mass recruit so we've only recruited what we felt we needed in the areas we needed it Um, and and the fact that they've had three we've had one uh, I don't buy into that to be honest with you it was fundamentals that we got wrong today and there was you know from a ball over the top three times and a pacey winger you've got to deal with that you know, if the fullback can't deal with it, the centre half comes across and deals with it. You've got to help each other out. There wasn't the support. The gaps and the angles were wrong all over the pitch. There was just too much that, that went wrong. I mean, we had, we had a real physical battle against a, a Harlow Town team on on Tuesday. Played very similar to Deal. It was great prep for today. I thought once we played the game bit dubious when i took it what were to expect but once we played it i thought that was really good and we to a man we stood up we won every individual battle they came for a battle they got one today we just we just didn't get going didn't get to the races didn't win individual battles didn't react to things quick enough lack of leadership on the pitch not just from i'm not blaming a captain i'm talking about all over the pitch we've got enough experience out there to work that out and deal with it it shouldn't have to come from me on the sideline so where'd you go from here then well, it's not exactly back to a drawing board. I think in the first half, I think we hit the post. A um, couple of things, we, you know, I think um, Johan had a couple of chances. You know, again, he, he takes one of those. You know, again, it's a different game. You know, it swings the sort of, Sort of the, the favour back to us a little bit, um, and then you see what they're made of. But the trouble is, you, you can't go one or two or three nil down against any team, um, let alone a deal side that are well organised, well drilled. They only change two or three players every season. They trust each other. They know what they're doing, um, and they're a good cup side as well. At the end of the day, and I knew I knew exactly what we we're going to get. The trouble is, it's difficult to put things from my mind into the players' mind. I can only tell them. And I can, trust me, we told them. You know, we told them. I even sent them a, a message last night with everything on as well. So it was fresh in their minds before they went to bed last night. So, that's not back to a drawing board, but there might be some running on Tuesday.
0: Uh, yeah, you got you don't playing in the midweek. You've got a game, ball? Ken Derby again on Saturday. I think your first four games could all be Ken Derby. So, we're be, so I presume... Just back at the races as soon as you can. I suppose you are talking about it. It's good to be back playing football as well. After all the
2: situations. Yeah, of course it is. It's been a long, long six months. Not just for me, you know, but this has been a, uh, the pre-seasons for me. It's been since I took over. So it's taken six months to try and get players in. Initially, lads, you know, don't want to commit, uh, quite rightly. No one knew what was going on. Then, uh, you know, every manager's then there's a bit of a scramble when you think you are going to start, and some dates come out, and you don't know when it's going to go ahead. And it's it's been. No, it's, not, it's not an excuse. There's no excuses. You know, we weren't good enough today, but uh, preparation's been OK. It's been difficult, but it's been OK, and we feel like we've recruited all right. You know, if you watch this in the last two games, you know, we've looked like a different side. Looked like a different side. It was almost putting out 11 different players today, you know. So it won't be totally back to the drawing board, but maybe a few tweaks here and now, a couple of personnel changes for next week, um, and we'll look at a few different things in the week as well
0: what would you say the expectations are cuz it's going to be a competitive division as it is every year yeah
2: yeah definitely you know even the teams at the bottom last year recruited well ramsgate have uh, spent a few quid recruited well i'm sure East Grinstead have been doing the same over their way um any of the teams that were down the bottom you know it's, it's a new season isn't it so you know we've all got to f- scrap for those points um now the other thing for me is just to have a more positive season than last season there's no expectation you know put on my shoulders no weight no pressure from the ball they're a great ball to work for they've been really supportive with everything we've done in the uh, in pre-season so yeah for us it's just about going out and putting in more positive performances than negatives picking up more wins and defeats um, and we see where
0: that takes us So signing of Andy Drury you know he's been you know, excellent career throughout the league so how important is he going to be for you? Yeah, you know, he's, we're not about one player, though.
2: Andy's a great signing. He brings another lump of experience to us that, you know, just adds to what we've already got. I think the average age in our squad's about 25, 26 anyway, even without Andy. So that was something we sort of pushed up from last year, felt that was needed. Um, and that's what, again, what makes today a little bit so disappointing, that we're not naive, we're not a team full of kids, and yet we've almost gone out and played like it. You know, we weren't ill-prepared. We knew about the threats. And, and yeah, just overall... Ah, so no, anger. Anger's a bit strong, to be honest with you. I am angry. I've let them know in now. but it's frustration, really, that we that we didn't do, we didn't react quicker. Second balls. How many second balls did we win today? Not many. Not many at all. So that's frustrating. But we'll put that right for next one.
5: You could tell, Matt. He wasn't probably very happy with that. Waiting and waiting and waiting, and then a goal down inside a minute.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, I watched their warm up. They were prepared. Organised you can't do it. You know, the Carwell got the inside of the defender and he brought him down. Definite penalty, and they were on the back foot from that point of view. Tried to g up the players, but I think they were a bit demoralised. It took him about half an hour to come out the dressing room after the game, so I didn't think he thought they could play that badly. Um, and I felt a bit sorry for him. It's his first game in six months. He's been building up to this moment, and after 41 seconds, he's got a penalty conceded, and, and the day didn't get much better for him from there. So. I'll be interested to look out for some of their players. You know, they've got some, you know, Kane, Rowland, Ryan Palmer, George Munger in the midfield. They've got some good players sitting in board, but it just didn't click from there. And they've got a big Kent Derby this week. And I'll be interested to see how they get on. But, you know, f- from the from the off, you'd be concerned about the, the two fullbacks. Because if you were watching that as a scout from another team, you'd try and get behind them because... They, were, they, they had a difficult afternoon, both fullbacks and Stubbs got taken off at half-time against Paxman against as well. So, um, yeah, blip blip on the landscape, hopefully. And, you know, City Bourne could turn around with the next four and lot, everything's forgotten, but he'll be working hard, Darren, to try and solve the issues that they saw against Deal.
5: Yeah, and I think it is one of those, isn't it, where you start the season with a result like that and it's always going to set you back. And I thought it was interesting in that chat there where he said, you know, we're quite an experienced side, average age 25, 26, which is old uh, for that sort of level. And and you do wonder perhaps if, uh, if if maybe they were caught a little bit cold by the the exuberance of young deal.
0: Uh, it could have been, you know, the, the, a few of the Dale players I'd heard of, but it was more names in the non-league circuit at Sittingbourne. Maybe they thought that uh, we, you know, we're the higher level and we'll do a job on them. But Deal did a real job on them, and, I, and I, it, it was a big wake-up call for Sittingbourne, who probably haven't had the greatest, you know, a good start they had a couple of seasons ago, and then sort of been the bottom end of the, the division from there. But they were bullied, stronger, wanted it more than Deal, and that will be a concern to Darren. And he, he, his next four games are all Kent Derby, so they are going to have sides, you know, big games for them. Sides are coming at them, so. It's Interesting to see how they cope, and I, I'll be interested to see if, if he's made any changes or signings. If I looked at his side from Saturday, um, till last Saturday, as to this Saturday, would there be many changes? So, but fair play to deal. Deal had one winger, Howard, I think his name was. He was young, absolutely like a whippet. You know, he needs to work on his final ball, but they, they looked, yeah, a good side, solid at the back. Kane Smith with his headband on, yeah, yeah, you know, deal did a job of them. That's, that's all he can say, really.
5: Yeah, I, I suppose the, the final thing on this, Matt, is Steve King said it there earlier on, and other managers have said it t- t- to us as well. The gap between the scaffold and, and the bottom half of the Ispian South East, it's not huge, is it? And I guess that kind of proves that.
0: Yeah, I, I think um, that's what Steve King made a shout out of it from there. I thought, um, I don't, games, I don't see much scaffold football. Um, but they were solid, organised. And then every manager we speak to at this level, they're all organised. They know their jobs. They know what the opposition are going to do. And I think the, the levels are maybe switching up a bit. You get players moving from the scaffold to, to Ryman League. And we've seen that the sides on the scaffold have done well in the in the Ryman. So I think um, that the gap may not be there too much in it. Dealed, or like I say, did an absolute job on Sittingbourne.
5: Yeah, it's never been called the Ryman in the whole yeah. time we've done the podcast. Yeah, and he yeah. still calls it the Ryman. Good
0: sponsorship, hasn't it?
5: Yeah, the pitching in Isthmian League, if you must please. Uh, try and think of, you had Devon Bostic, try and think of something that will make you remember pitching in. There's your homework for this yeah, week, OK? Yeah, yeah. No worries, mate. Okay. I also went on to a game on Saturday, well, two thirds of one, as after a busy morning and a longer than anticipated journey, I made it to New Haven uh, where Corinthian were the visitors. Jack Billings gave Corinthian the lead. There was some initial confusion as to who the goal scorer was uh, due to the defence all being on the wrong order on the team sheets. Uh, and after they missed a number of chances, the visitors were pegged back when Henry Watson netted. But Corinthian went back on the front foot and after being denied a clear penalty, they won it thanks to sub Frankie Morgan. After the game, I spoke to manager and captain, so I've stuck them both together. Remove the tomfoolery from the rest of the Corinthian squad, and here we are. Michael Golden first, followed by defender Jack
6: Bath. Um, yeah, I think if we'd been a little bit more clinical, we could have been, <laughs> we could have been out of sight. But when they get the equaliser again the character of our boys is testament to them that they, they stuck to the task and young Frankie's popped up late on with, with a deserved winner. You missed some chances as well didn't you? I mean the game could have been out of sight but, but by, the, by the time they scored. I think that's probably the criticism of so far this season is we've not been clinical enough. Um, we've Tight first half very postage stamp pitch Um, we probably had three or four good opportunities in the first half and then maybe a few more in the second half where we've missed inside the six yard box which on another day could have been five or six
5: it's one of those isn't it you've got to be happy to get out of here and through to the next round because it wasn't an easy place to come was it
6: no and all credit to New Haven they worked incredibly hard they've got a formation that works for them cup um, football is all about the results so to come down here to get a win whatever that win was yes we would have liked to have been a bit nicer but to get a win we'll take that and we'll look forward to the draw on Monday relentless
5: start to the season isn't it I mean you've already played Saturday, Tuesday you your biggest game of last season was played last weekend and you must be you know, I guess it's really hard at the start of the season. Yeah, it's, it's
6: the toughest start that we've had, just physically, mentally, emotionally. Um, it's been incredibly tough but we want to be playing games we've we've got four boys that didn't get on today that that on another day could easily have all started Um, and we go again on Tuesday we've got Glebe away who we expect to be there or thereabouts in the league this year and and if we want to do well then we've got no choice but to go there and get another result but but winning's a good habit it was a good win on Tuesday it was important to beat Lordswood Uh, and then today to follow that up with any win in the FA Cup like I say is always important so we're pleased with that
5: And and your team you still see the sort of togetherness that you've got and I think the the run that you had last year has, has, has really helped that.
6: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They're a group of mates first and foremost and then the, the football comes second. Uh, I think Oscar said previously that when we all play together we are quite good and, and we've added one or two this year and yeah, it, what we are all about, Corinthians, is a team that work incredibly hard. We're, we're good at our jobs, we know how we want to play and, and, and that's what we're good at. Obviously, the draw's going to be done after. Uh, before we, when this goes out, but I guess you just want to be at home, dear. Yeah. Ideally, I think the next round's on a Tuesday night, so you want to avoid a, a two-hour journey like we had today. But, yeah, anyone at home, I think a few of the Step 3 sides come into the next or all of the Step 3 sides come into the next round, so we'll, we'll, um, we'll look forward to that on Monday and, and whatever that brings up, we'll prepare for it and, and we'll give it a good crack. I suppose hypothetically, if you get a, a couple of hours away, how hard is that? Because people are having to take time off work. It's the, and, and yeah, like that. it's the commitment for the boys. Is they are taking half days and. Everyone knows our situation in terms of no money, but and we don't make a big thing of it, but it's on those FA Cup days that it becomes tough for the boys that they've got to take half a day here and there, and, and they will because they're committed and, and they understand at this level of football that's what they've got to do. So, yeah, ideally we'd have some relatively close and ideally at home, but if it, whatever it brings, we'll give it a good go.
5: And you move on, you've got Glebe Tuesday, as you say, and then Canterbury Saturday, I think, isn't it? It's yeah,
6: we, we non-stop. said. No, it is non stop. We said to the boys after the Vars game, which was obviously incredibly disappointing, we've then got. Lordswood at home, which was going to be tough. They were coming off the back of a bad result against Tunbridge Wells. And then we followed that up with three away games. And and we haven't had away games since before lockdown. Uh, We've started with three home games this year. So it's our first away game in six months. And it takes a bit of getting used to, but we've now got a tough run on the road. Um, And then we've got a couple of home games towards the end of the month. And we'll just keep ticking them off one by one. But we're under no illusions that the next two games, league games, are going to be incredibly tough against both Glee and Canterbury for different reasons. Yeah, I think when you go on the road anywhere in the FA Cup... Especially
3: with this season, I think it gives you a lot less time to prepare for these games. You can't go and scout teams as much as you want to do. So we didn't know a massive amount. Of we knew a little bit, but yeah, to come an hour and twenty minutes away from home on the road, get a win, result for business, happy.
5: You talk about the, b- the preparation, and I know the gaffer put so much work <coughs> in, doesn't he? So I guess as as a player, it must be great for you to know so much that you do.
3: Yeah, no, he's, you can't you can't fault him. Like um, obviously the Vars last weekend, I think our coach Groomy drove up to Hebden. Midweek to watch them play, and they've been sent someone down here midweek to watch them play as well. And you know we've all got jobs and whatnot, and it's, it's you know the standard that we're at. But the, the amount of time and effort they put in, yeah, it's, it's fantastic. I said to Michael earlier, you,
5: you made that a tougher cup tie than it probably needed to be.
3: Definitely, definitely, yeah. I think, thought um, i don't want to go back to it again, but I think there's still a bit of a hangover from the Vaz. So at the minute, it's just we need to get our momentum back, need to get the sort of good good feeling back. That started with the win on Tuesday and now we can take confidence out of this and then we we'll keep pushing on again after after this and hopefully, yeah, that's the momentum. Hopefully he keeps carrying that. Obviously, you've had the Vars out. How great is it for a non-league player like yourself to play in the FA Cup? It's got to be amazing every time, isn't it? It is amazing every time, yeah. It is amazing and you, you'll be looking out for the draw and you're hoping that you get a home draw again and then, like you say, you, with the FA Cup, you just take one game at a time and take as many scouts as you can along the way.
5: Obviously, it was 1-1 with about, what, five, six minutes to go. Yeah. If it had gone to penalties, would you have done a full Stuart Pearce or would you have shied away?
3: No, I would have stepped up. I would have stepped up. I'm not one to shy away. I would have stepped up. Um, but yeah, I think when there's five minutes to go, you are thinking about that and you're thinking about where you're going to go already, to be honest. But the Frankie's come off the bench and it's a great goal. It's a great goal. How, how has it been for you since last week? Tough, yeah. Like uh, I've been through stuff in my life. I was in the Marines for seven years and I've gone through adverse stuff, but that's... <laughs> As long as you want to say step five football, that was generally really, really hard because, you know, the night of the it, penalty against It's perspective, isn't it? Yeah, it's absolutely perspective. But for me personally, I felt like I let a lot of people down that day with the decisions that I made late in the game. So it's been a tough week, definitely. And, you know, but the boys that we got here and the playing staff got right behind me and we've had a chat about it. And I don't know if you know, they brought Adam Jamili down on, um, Adam Jamili came down on Tuesday, uh, Thursday after training and just gave us a talk about disappointment and whatnot. So that was really helped. And the club didn't have to do that, but they did help us, you know. And nah, yes, it's good.
5: So, uh, uh, and the fact that you bounce back with two wins, I suppose that does make it, it shows the spirit that's in this squad.
3: I don't think, yeah. I think when you think of Corinthians, and I know people, we haven't got a playing budget, but it's plain to see that I think we have one of the best squad spirits going. And every week, at training, that, that's exactly the same as well. We, we train how we play. And the, the spirit, and
5: yeah. All you can do is keep
3: doing what you're doing because
5: you, you, you've, the last two years have been absolutely phenomenal for your club and, and your team. And I guess what you need to do is
3: just keep going and, and keep bouncing on. Absolutely, yeah. And I think the difference now, difference is to get to, we keep getting to the finish line and we seem to be tripping on the finish line. So the difference this year, hopefully third time lucky, complete what we started to at the start. And obviously,
5: we can see from how much uh, your, your teammates have enjoyed making me do so much editing in this interview uh,
3: that, that there is a real camaraderie. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. I think it, uh, if, you, if you've watched the game today, you can see that we've conceded a, a late equaliser, we've got a late winner, we celebrate that, and we'll carry that into Tuesday, big game Tuesday, and we're, we're going to go from there. It's thick and fast at I the minute, mean, isn't it? It is, it is absolutely thick and fast. And <laughs> So it's game Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, so you've got to make the Thursdays count, you've got to recover on your Thursdays, you've got to get the homework in on the team you're playing on the Saturday on the Thursday, and. Yes, it's going to be a condensed season. It's going to be hard. And especially as you want to go far in the Cups, the FA Cup, the FA Vars, you've got to look after yourself. And like I say, momentum works so much in these short, sharp periods of games. So you have to keep that rolling. And that's absolutely key.
5: I said to both of them there, Matt, they made that a a harder Cup tie than they needed to. I I thought, uh, especially the last 25 minutes, it was a really good game of football. It looked like for a second it could have gone either way. Uh, But ultimately, the team who were clearly the better made it through.
0: Yeah, I think, again, we said about Corinthians, they're not in the habit of losing matches. Um, over the last two years, they don't lose many matches. What, Le- New Haven, a similar level? Did you did they have any much play in it, New Haven, did you think? I didn't. If, you, if, you ter- if I turned up and said you knew straight away who the better side was, would you say? It was just on the balance
5: of play and and on the, the, the balance of chances throughout. It, it, Corinthian always looked more, much more dangerous going forward. And uh, as I say, they scored just before half-time. Uh, they missed a really good chance not long after the break. Uh, Jack Billings was denied, what would have been an absolutely wonderful goal uh, when he flicked it over the defender and volleyed from the edge of the box. Not bad for a right back. Um, and I, I just, I Did just you always, always think
0: felt Corinthian were going to win.
5: Yes, yeah. From, from from the moment I got there, it looked pretty clear that Corinthian would win the game. New Haven, huffed and Puff. They had a the left back was was quite decent. He got forward well at, at times, but it didn't really look like they had a lot of quality up front and. That kind of is the issue, isn't it, for, for every team at that level is getting that quality up front. And that, that was New Haven's problem. And in the end, Corinthian uh, made it through and uh, enjoyed chat, enjoyed well, enjoyed my afternoon, to be honest. But I enjoyed chatting to Jack there. Uh, I had to ask him if he'd go full Stuart Pierce if it went to penalties. And he said he was definitely going to take one.
0: Yeah, I think the big thing about that is you mentioned about Adam Jamili, didn't he? Coming down, shows what, um, again... Michael Golding, the contacts that you get in there, trying to lift his players. You know, we thought, you know, how would they react? And they've reacted really well since the, that defeat in the FA Vars. And that's a good, good result down there. I think, you know, it shows. I'm always amazed at the professionalism of football. You know, whatever level you play at, the professionalism and getting things right, perfection, how you want to work it is absolutely first class. Getting somebody like Jamelian, who's had a few ups and downs, but talking to the players, he'd probably be ten foot two after that, and that's a brilliant bit of management by Michael.
5: Yeah, it really is, and it was uh, it was nice to chat to Michael and his assistant Sam after the game as well. Both uh, pretty passionate on, on the sidelines there, and they they had a, they had quite a talking to, to be honest, by the uh, by the referee. But the referee had just missed one of the clearest penalties you'll ever see, and the linesman who was even better placed. I don't, I don't know, I don't know why. Uh, the linesman didn't flag there and uh, frustrations were boiling over because Corinthian looked like they were heading towards penalties. But uh, again, the second time I've seen Corinthian play and such a family feel, you know, Michael's family's there. The players' families are there. Everybody's getting behind them. Sam's family's there as well. The assistant, It's just it, you get a really nice feeling from them. And I don't know if you've got that deal as well, but everyone's together. And I really like that.
0: Yeah, I think. Yeah, everybody. Deal fans are absolutely overjoyed. They got to the first round, qualifying round of the FA Cup. Everybody's happy. You know, there's a lot of kids there, and you can, feel, you can feel there was a good family vibe. You know, there's 297 there, I think it is, and normally Deal get what, 200 odd, so they are getting good crowds, good family sort of atmosphere. People can go and watch football, just enjoy themselves. And I think that's Deal, you know, trying to work things off the field. They've got things out with their functioning when they can get it up and running again. And Steve, that, Steve, you know, you won't find a more passionate man than Steve King from there. So I think, yeah, I, uh, the uh, level of um, lower league football in the county is probably looking really good, John, but, you know, passionate, which we'd love to see. That's why we do this pod.
5: And I think the other thing as well that I touched on with both Michael and Jack there was talking about the sacrifice that these people are making, half days off work and, and things like that. And, and you know, it, it's really interesting because it's quite easy to watch and say, oh, well, these people are just doing this and, and this, but we forget that. This is a, a hobby for them, or, or a part-time thing for them, and but they have to make the sacrifice. We spoke about that with Ben Cardwell, but it's it's always good to to learn about that, isn't
0: it? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think there's a lot of sacrifices again when they have to go to Chipstead. That's going to people. Chipstead's probably work a couple of hours around the M25. Not the greatest trip on a Tuesday. Um, they'll have to do it again. They'll be disappointed, but they'll be organised. They'll be ready to go, and you know, desperate to get a result. So yeah. You know, it's very easy for us here to talk about football there, but these people are putting their bodies on the line and, you know, working long days and then playing football in the uh, in the evening. Probably not for much pay, with Corinthians' face. No pay, no pay at all. So you really have to admire them
5: you certainly do elsewhere it was by and large a good weekend for our teams in the FA Cup with 10 in total making it through a top billing I suppose should go to Sheppey United who were 4-1 winners over step four Uxbridge Uh, two goals from Jack Midson when it was nicely poised at 1-1 he scored twice in a couple of minutes uh, to help them through Irith and Belvedere knocked out Alford on penalties after two late goals left it 1-1 at Parkview Road Chatham won 2-0 at Westside Tunbridge Wells beat Beckenham 4-1 on penalties after they drew 1-0 Ashford beat Whitehawk 2-0 Cray Valley thumped VCD Athletic 6 nil and faversham needed penalties to overcome eastbourne town uh, we should also mention fisher of the scaffold obviously not got a kemp postcode but a brilliant result for them uh beating two team and Mitcham on penalties after a 2-2 draw uh away from home so re- really well done to them but Stansfield went out, beaten 3-2 by Little Common. Beersfield lost 4-0 at Whiteleaf. Whitstable went down 5-1 at Carshalton. Phoenix Sports lost out 3-2 at East Grinstead. Ten-man Herne Bay were pretty unlucky, by all accounts, in their loss at Hastings. Hightown were beaten 2-1 by South Park. And Ramsgate were beaten 3-0 at home by Chipstead. And I suppose, Matt, we spoke to Matt Longhurst there. He, was, he, he, he said Chipstead was going to be a tough game, but I'm sure he'll have been disappointed at the manner of that defeat.
0: Yeah, I had my hair cut the other day, and um, somebody I know... Um, said about that, he was disappointed they went out of the cup they knew a few people there, I think they lost one of the strikers, he thought he'd gone for the season Roman Campbell, but apparently he's only out for a couple of months, but that, that's not a good start to the season for Ramsgate you know, the problems they had last season I think that the cup run was going to be something they were really looking forward to but gone out there, but Chip said it shows how difficult it might be for um, uh, for dealing in the next round, but hopefully the managers can talk and they can get some pointers for them
5: Absolutely. That just leaves us then with the ties involving Sevenoaks and Hollands and Blair. Uh, The latter were due to travel to Burgess Hill but after the home side reported some positive Covid tests Blair decided on Saturday morning that they wouldn't travel, uh, despite other ties where clubs have reported cases being awarded to the side without the cases. Uh, on this occasion, the FA have initially, at least, awarded this tie to Burgess Hill, uh, who are now also claiming apparently they should be compensated by Hollands and Blair. And Simon Halsey uh, has said that he would still like to play the game. He said even if it was the day before the next round. Uh, and a full report is apparently going to be made before uh, the FA actually decide what's going to happen next. But all we can really say on it, Matt, is this one is an absolute mess.
0: Yes. Um, I was led to believe that if any club had COVID, they might have to withdraw from the competition, which we've seen. That's what's happened
5: everywhere else.
0: So, But Burgess Hill didn't cancel the game. They said they had players to do it. But I can I can honestly say that, as Simon he said, that he's got cre- care of credit to his players on this and and the supporters who would have gone, that he didn't feel that it was safe for them to do so. So I think it'll be very... I can't believe the FA will sort this out because they haven't got much clue. But... <laughs> I, I, I it would be very harsh for well, I presume the FA will if they're gonna chuck Hollins and Blair out of the cup, they say, Well, you didn't turn up for the fixture but there is um mitigating circumstances from this. So the best way I can't, is I can't run.
5: understand how if the rule is has been other clubs who have had it. Burgess Hill by, all, by what I'm hearing, Burgess Hill played it down when they got in touch with with Hollands and Blair on Friday and said there are we, we've had some cases. They said that everyone had been isolating um, and that all these players who who might have been with it or might have been near the people who, who had it had all been taken out of the picture. But I, I can understand why Hollands and Blair in that situation would say, well, no, hang on a second. We don't want to put ourselves in the, any risk at all.
0: Yeah, I fully fully understand that. Oh they probably would have fancied their chances at Burgess Hill. If you know he could have said off they're missing a few players it makes our chances better. But I took it on board. Hopefully the FA will say, Right, you play your game next Tuesday and then play the if you get through the next round the following Tuesday so it matches up for the first round the follow the the, the, the next round the following Saturday. It makes complete sense to do that. I hope there's a little bit of um, common sense from the FA. Um Holland and Blair are quite happy to play. So I think the FA should say, yeah, we'll play it. Just play it next Tuesday. Don't get them playing two games in two days, which would, which would be even farcical this early stage of the season.
5: Yeah, and you've got to say credit to Simon Halsey, who said, we don't want to buy. We just didn't feel it was right to play that game yeah. at that time. And and these are unprecedented times. So I think that, that's, that there's got to be a way of sorting
0: that out. Yeah, uh, yeah common sense would be, yeah, play it next Tuesday and then play the next round. Um, the following Tuesday, so then you then you've caught up again. There's no replay, so it's it's not, not going to be a problem with you know besides not playing on the next round date. So that, not, that makes sense.
5: The problem you've used there is the word common sense. Yeah. Uh, that's the issue. Uh, and Sevenoaks Town were three 0 up against CB Hounslow when their game was abandoned after allegations of racist abuse. Yeah. A Hounslow player said he heard some abuse from the crowd when the third goal went in. Uh, they played on until half time, but then decided at the break they did not want to play on. Uh, Seven Oaks Town have told us that they have no comment to make until after the investigation uh, into the incident. And uh, I think it's probably safe to say we shouldn't comment either, Matter, at this time because we don't know the facts, do we?
0: No, we don't know the facts on that. Um, but I'm sure the investigation will get to the bottom of the matter. And, but un- well, it's disappointing to see early on in the season, week two, whatever it is, that you know, we had issues of racism last season that it may have reared its ugly head again.
5: Yeah, and we hope the FA will take the appropriate action uh, when they have finished their investigation. On to the next round draw then for the FA Cup, which, as Matt said, the ties are next Tuesday. Uh, Ashford are at home to Bracknell Town. Uh, Faversham will go to Carl Shorten, who beat Whitstable, as we've already said. Chatham Town at home to Southall, another team uh, from a similar sort of level. So they'll be hopeful of getting through. We've already mentioned that Deal Town travel to Chipstead. Corinthian will be at home to either Sevenoaks or Hounslow, depending on what happened with Zach. Cray Valley will be at home to either Burgess Hill or Hollands and Blair, which also we've just discussed. Cray Wanderers will play Fisher at home. It's Harringay Borough against Tunbridge Wells. Big tie for Wells, that, against a team who did very well in the Cup last year. Hartley-Whitney against Erith and Belvedere. Margate against Hayes and Yedding. Staining Town against Sheppey United. Another good chance for Sheppey United to get through against a team at a similar level. Uh, Folks and Victor uh, will go to Wingate and Finchley. Uh, So very, very interesting ties there. Matt, anything catch your eye? Any games you fancy going to?
0: Um some people got a bit of a trek, haven't they? <laughs> on a Tuesday. Who works in our favour and works against it. So um you just got to get on with it. Um, you know, the chances with the you know, the conference sides, conference south sides coming in the next round. It opens the competition and up a little bit. So um for some big some bigger crowds, maybe if you get home you can never probably have a sellout of 3-400 if it comes in there. So no, good luck with all our guy all our teams. I'm going how many teams we got left then, John?
5: Well, we don't know really, do we? But uh, obviously, we'll know by this time next week. Yeah, so.
0: so I'm confident we'll have seven. Seven?
5: Seven? Yeah, why
0: not? Yeah, Let's say I'll,
5: I'll, I'll go one better than you. I'll go, I'll go eight or nine. Uh, but I mean, potentially there's two uh, All Kent ties, depending on what happens with the Seven Oaks and Hollins and Blair games. So uh, time will tell. Incidentally, I just had a quick look. Uh, Irith and Belvedere have got a 73 mile round trip to Hartley Whitney. Uh, for their tie. I'm just going to check because I would imagine that Sheppie United have probably got a longer one uh, to Staining, which is down here in uh, God's second choice county of Sussex, uh, East Sussex. That's a, a 160 mile round trip uh, for the Sheppey nice. boys next Tuesday night. So that'll be uh, an absolute delight for them, won't it?
0: Well, playing well though, so they'll be confident playing matches, scoring goals. So again, getting through to the next round, that, that's all they'll be interested in. But it is, it is tough FA Cup, uh, sort of midweek games. Yeah.
5: And just finishing off teams that have got long trips, I'm just going to double check how far Deal have got to go because that'll be a long journey as well. And I'm pretty sure Folkestone's will be 83 yeah. miles uh, each way uh, for Deal uh, as the police arrive to have words with Matt Gerrard yeah. behind him there. And Folkestone and Victor to Wingate and Finchley. Now that's going to be a trek and all, but at least that's one they make in the league, I suppose. Uh, yeah.
0: Uh,
5: and that and one. 84 miles each way mm. so uh, pretty much dismal all round for everybody for, the, for for those teams but good luck to all of our teams in those cup ties and we will be discussing uh, how they all get on uh, when we come back to the show next week uh, as we've been talking about Folkestone, and victor uh, your friend jason burns did us a favor at the weekend about do you want to tell everybody about it
0: yeah jason who d- works at dover dover had a friendly against folkestone um a nil nil game and so basically uh, Jason was there and said, Oh, do you want to speak to Neil Cugley? I thought, What? Very kind of you, Jason. And he did. And here is Jason talking to the veteran Folks in Victor manager, Neil Cugley.
4: Your
7: thoughts on, on Folks in pre season
4: so far? Yeah, it's been all right. We, we've had to play a lot of teams from the league below because of uh, the COVID and uh, different problems and that. We've planned away from home. So, you know, we've, we've done all right. Yeah, we, we've beaten most of the sides, I suppose we should beat. So. Yeah, any trouble? It shows you should be would be a good side in the league below. So uh, um, yeah, been all right. And then today, I thought it was a good test. We needed that test to push ourselves a little bit more.
7: Yeah, nil nil again against Dover. Um, have
4: you added much to the squad so far? No, we've, we've added two. Uh, we try and keep the same squad, keep it going. And we have got a little bunch of lads. We're not um, a club that's bankrolled that we can just go and make loads of changes. We've got to try and. It's on a knicker player, really. Uh, uh, Ramadan came in from Margate, and um, uh, Smithy came in from uh, Ashford. You know, and uh, you know they seem to have got the want and want to do well, and that's that's what we do, really. Give give people a chance.
7: And to be fair, you've got a good record with strikers. Like Ira Jackson, Adi Yusuf, I mean, they both played for Dover, they've yeah, obviously yeah. scored lots of goals for folks, and I guess you'd especially with young David Smith, mm. again, come played at Dover early on, didn't perhaps get his chance, no. has, has gone lower down the league, and again, you'll be hoping for the same, another striker that can hopefully score lots of goals. Yeah,
4: that's just it, if he can go on to either um... Real handful, you know. So I think they're 21, 22. So he's got plenty of time ahead of him. And uh, no, I think I think he'll do well. I think he'll work hard, and we can work get used to playing off him a little bit more. No, very pleased with, with getting him in.
7: So you've added a couple, but the majority of your squad, as you say, is is similar to, to what you've had for the past few seasons. Yeah. Um, are you hoping for similar in terms of? Oh, do, do you? Can your team get back into the, get into the playoffs again? It's been, what, two consecutive playoff campaigns? Yeah,
4: nearly three, really, in some ways. Uh, I think there's a bit of money flying around in our league, to be honest, so it might be hard, but we've always had a good team spirit. We've had lads that work hard, want to be at the club, and that gets us through a lot, lot of things, you know, and, and uh, the team spirit with, with the lads is, is excellent, and I think that's what we do do well
7: nice to be nice to be playing um yeah. how has Covid affected folks in his preparations
4: uh, it hasn't been too bad because we played a lot of games away from home so um that in some ways you know has made it easier for us we played obviously the last two at home um and and hopefully we've done alright we, we're trying to do everything we can and it's uh it's a horrible situation everybody's in and we're all trying to cope with it you know it's not ideal but uh, uh, all credit to everybody at the club. They've worked hard to get the games on.
7: Any concerns going forward? Uh, I saw some national league clubs have raised concerns about what's happening at the moment. Uh, have you got those same concerns? No, not
4: really. I try and put them what will be or be in life sometimes. You've just got to get on with it and, uh, as you say, do do what we have to do and that's that's all we can do Is um, and then really keep our fingers crossed.
7: I, I saw first game of the fi- first game in the season next week. Uh, yeah. Worthing, I mean, yeah. they're, they're a team that... Are, are, one of the favorite, normally one of the favorites to, to win the league, uh, tough, tough game, but, but yeah, yeah. yeah, it
4: will be. They, they're a good side. They are a good side. They, they've got a good link up with Brighton Football Club, and uh, um, they get players from there, and, and that'll be a tough game. They play good footballs, and so I think we do as well. So I'm sure it'll be an entertaining game. I really do. Are you expecting to add to, to the squad between now and and next week? No, I think if anything, maybe one or two might. Not you know might have to let them go, but no, I think we'll we'll go with what we got now. Yeah, a lot, a lot of local lads as well. Yeah, we've got a mixture really. We've got some locals, some some kind of youth team. We've got a mixture of everything really. So yeah, we're all right. When as you say, they've done done the club proud. We, we we are on a you know a budget as I say, so we have to be a bit careful to who you can bring in. You know, so we'll go with what we got. Uh, oh, okay. So so letting a couple go won't, won't allow you to to bring anyone in. No, no, it was. Um, you know, we've just got to be a little bit careful. We've got the same budget as last year, so hence we've got most of the same players. But, but that's good though, if you've got the same budget. Yeah, yeah, it is really. It shows how hard we're trying to keep it going. And, but as I say, there is some of these in our league that have are sort of really pushing the boat out. So, but good luck to them. If they can do that, then good luck to them. As say, but is, that,
7: is that surprising given what's happened over the last few months, that clubs at this level can push the boat out?
3: No,
4: not, uh, yes and no, really. I think it's a lot of people that's already made their money you know, millionaires or whatever they're going to be, and they've already done that, you know, they've got the money, so they, they're put it into football, and uh, if you can get yourself one, then it, you're lucky, and it, it does make, money does influence football now, isn't it? It just does, you know, and uh, most of you who pays the most money wins the league.
7: And, and has Focusing um, had to do any extra initiatives over this time period? In what way, Is in have they had to raise money in, I know, in we've
4: new got, ways? To be we we're very good. We've got, uh, you know, we sell it. We mostly sell every single match, bomb sponsorship, home and away player sponsorship gets sold. Um, we have got other people that put money in, so you know we're quite good. We work hard at it, but obviously we can't waste it. You know, we, we have to be a bit careful.
5: Well, first of all, thank you very much to Jason uh, for for doing that. And interesting to hear f- from Neil Cugley there, and and. He Always plays it down, doesn't he? He always says, Well, it's going to be tough this season, but the last three years they've beaten everybody, they've surprised everybody and been up the top. So, who's to say they're not going to make it for?
0: Yeah, I I would have thought they were probably nailed on to getting the playoffs. Um, this last season could have even got on one. It, uh, Neil Cugley, you know, he knows he knows this level, he knows what the kind of players are for this level to try and get a result. So, um I expect them to be up there. I uh, well, think lost one of the players today. Kieran McCann. I think he's been there for a while. Mm. He seems to have left. I don't know why. What's gone on there, or if he's going to another club.
5: Well, he did say in that chat that a, a couple of um, of games are likely to be uh, a couple of players are likely to be going out this week, and he won't be bringing any players in. And I think with Adam Ramadan coming in and uh, and David Smith as well, would Kieran McCann be getting the regular football he'd be wanting? Possibly not.
0: No, no, but yeah. yeah. Again, he's lost key players, you know, interesting. Dave Smith, another former Dover man, didn't really have much there, a bit like Ira Jackson, got a bit to prove. Um, I think Ramadan did well at Tunbridge, didn't he? Had a bit of spell at Margate, knows with the back of the lip, knows his level. So I think, uh, yeah, Folkestone, probably Folkestone and Cray, you would have thought, with uh, Folkestone, and Cray and Margate, the only three we got in this league, didn't it? Yeah, you would have thought that will be up there, you would have thought Cray would be up there. Margate still got a few issues from there, but they've got a very good manager who knows his level as well. I would have thought he uh, top, you know, top half of the table for all three, but maybe Cray and Folkestone will be looking higher than Margate. Maybe Margate can, I think Folkestone and Cray will be looking to win the league. Maybe Margate trying to get into the playoffs.
5: Yeah, I think that's probably fair. And, of course, Craig Wanderers, uh, we've spoken before about what a great job Tony Russell has done there over the past three seasons or so. And and he'll be hoping, again, he's kept together most of his squad from what I've seen. And, and obviously, he's got uh, your boots friend, Joe Taylor, up front. So, uh, you know, they they, they should be in for a a good season again, Craig.
0: Yeah, I'm sure. You know, another side that probably the COVID didn't help them. They're on absolute fire. Joe Taylor got the golden boot in the end. Did he have 30 by the time it went down? Probably very close to so here we're trying to beat that. Score goals, Cray, organised play on a good surface at Bromley as well that um, uh, I think can work in their favour. So yeah, I think they're going to have a good season. Margate I think um, working things off the pitch, maybe they haven't got as much investment on the pitch but Jay Saunders can pick a player up Um, hasn't been the greatest pre-season for Margate which I It's all forgotten if you can beat Brighton and see Regent on Saturday and nobody nobody really cares about that. But Mm -hmm. I think it could be a difficult early start to the season. The cup draw, I don't think, was that kind to them either um, in that. So, maybe another season to develop Margate, if they can. Maybe bring some some of the under-23 players through who can play at this level and work with the experience. But I can't see them doing as well as the other two, Margate.
5: No, I think it's probably safe to say we'll be looking at the same orders as last year. Uh, it's just a matter of w- which one out of Cray and Folkestone comes out on top. But the fixtures this weekend uh, in the pitching in uh, Isthmian League Premier Division, Brighton Sea Regent against Margate, Cray Wanderers start off at home to Kingstonian and Folkestone and Victor are at home to Worthing, which was a top of the table clash when I went to it uh, in February down the down the road at, at Woodside. And this, uh, the South East Division also starts this weekend. Um, and of course, one thing we've got to talk about with, with the South East Division is the loss of Guernsey temporarily Matt have
0: you seen about this yeah I saw that tweet. you can't travel from Guernsey was it a bit of a nightmare to get out from Guernsey into the, into yeah, the mainland is it
5: yeah so the, the, the league have very sensibly said okay have a season away and we'll save your place uh, for next year it won't affect promotion uh, and i'm sure it won't affect the the relegation picture but guernsey will be in the league next season but at the moment they just couldn't couldn't travel there was even a report saying that there might even have been a case where they would have had the players would have had to leave home for nine months and play all their games on the mainland which you couldn't expect any part-time footballer to do could you
0: no no um that's good of them to keep the league up i presume the rest of the league have agreed to this probably because and I think a lot of clubs enjoyed going to Guernsey, didn't it? It was an overwhelmingly I mean,
5: people saying it was a sad, it was a shame they wouldn't be going this year. So,
0: um, well, it's good that they've held the league open from there. So, what will they will they be playing any games? or just be playing local teams in the area. I
5: don't know. I guess they'll just be playing. Isn't there some cup competition they just play on Guernsey and they win it every year?
0: Isn't that that guy who scores all the goals? Them, he's back, isn't he? I think Surely so. Somebody. Yeah. So, could he sign for somebody in this league?
5: I'd imagine so, but again, he'd have to—he he still would have the same travel restrictions, so yeah. it would yeah. depend on on his personal circumstances. Yeah, well, circumstance. yeah
0: well, what happens to the players? Yeah, you know, it'd be interesting to see what happens to some of the players on there. I really thought so. Yeah, disappointing for them because Guernsey always thought they should be doing better than they were, weren't they? But they were—seems that there's good seasons and then bad seasons. But disappointing for Faversham because they were supposed to be travelling, but hopefully they haven't organised the travelling. But up to that point of view, but that's but that's gone as. We start the South East Division, which we, I'm sure, John, will be dominated by Kent Sides.
5: Well, exactly. We'll run through the fixtures first on Saturday. Ashford United are home to Phoenix Sports. Ramsgate travel to Chichester. Uh, Faversham, without a game after their trip to Guernsey was called off. Cray Valley PM are also on the road at Hastings. It's Herne Bay against Whiteleaf. Hythe Town against Burgess Hill. Now that could be an interesting one given what we've just been discussing about Burgess Hill. Uh, Seven Oaks Town at home to Three Bridges. Uh, Kent Derby as Matt mentioned very early in the show sitting one against Whitstall Town and VCD Athletic at home to Whitehawk. So uh, give us then Matt the teams who you think will be in the top five this season in this division.
0: Hastings Cray Valley Ashford, Hyde, I'm going for Herne Bay. Okay, Herne Bay is going to have a good season from that. I think Hyde will be up there, Steve. I know they went out the cup, but um, Steve Watt will, will have his, you know, experience size from that. I haven't mentioned Seven Oaks, you know, they had a great result in the FA Cup before he got called off, so they'll be there. But it's going to be a Kent-dominated season um, from this. Hastings v. Cray Valley will be an absolute cracker on I thought Saturday.
5: Yeah, really yeah, good Cray game
0: Valley be up there. Yeah, so First up, good game to see where both sides are um, on that point of view. Yeah, but you know, you know, you're like to Tommy Wallows, Ashford who were up there. Cray Valley, Kevin Watson did a great job. Yeah, yeah. Herne Bay, I think they've, you know, with Zach that you're always going to score goals, which is probably key in this. So, you know, Rams got a poor start. Sittingbourne, you know, I saw him on Saturday, that they can't play any worse than that. That's a big start for them. If they can, you know, against their local rivals, Whitstable first game of the season, Great way to put a marker down.
5: Yeah, exactly. I think it's uh, an interesting one, as you say, Matt. Uh, and I'll be looking forward uh, to seeing how things uh, play out. I think Ashford United are, are probably the team to beat. I've signed Johan to Horst uh, this week after he left Folkestone. Uh, and I think that's that's could be the, the thing that pushes them over the edge.
0: Yeah. Uh, interesting. Neil Cugley let him go. Um, and he was great in his first spell. Went to Maystay. Didn't work out for him. He had a few injuries on his shoulder. did he do his shoulder in? I mean, that Vector Folkestone, you know, there's no look. you know, Neil Cugley has been there, seen that, he probably could have stepped with him, but said, you're not going to play. And he's moved on to Ashford and see if Tommy Riley can get the best out of him.
5: Absolutely. And obviously, those, uh, all of our teams are then in action, or the ones that are through are then in FA Cup action. As we discussed, all the ties on Tuesday, apart from uh, Carl Shorten against Faversham, which is on Monday. And I suppose, in that way, Guernsey away being called off is probably a blessing.
0: Mm, yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. didn't think about that. That's um, Yeah, I presume they'll have a bit of training. Well at least the management can go and watch Car Shorten play or Car Shorten play in this there they are probably, I'll take it in there. I can
5: say so, yeah, they'll be on yeah. yeah. the weekend. Yeah. Uh, so, our home to Potter's Bar on Saturday. So, so yeah,
0: so yeah, you can um go from that. Yeah, fingers crossed Favish we could do it. they will be a bit of a shot. car Shorten, you know, a decent outfit, so it's a tough for them there, but at least they should be um pretty refreshed for it
5: yeah, into the Southern Counties East League. Then, where there were some games on Saturday in the league, uh, in the Premier Division, Lords were two-nil winners away at AFC Croydon. Hereford Town, a late goal from Ryan Mahal, giving them the points against K Sports. Uh, Punjab United, two goals in in a two minutes just before half time, saw off Ballum two-one. Uh, and the other game, it finished Tower Hamlets two, Crowborough uh, Athletic five. That was a game I got very wrong in the predictions league. It's safe to say mm-hmm. um, you did very well on that, actually, didn't you? He's did better you know? than me, anyway. He did better than I did. That's that's yeah. that's the only yardstick you need, isn't it?
0: I think I'm doing a better than you in the fantasy football league as well.
5: Talk about that in a minute as well. Uh, on Tuesday night, a uh, uh, virtually full program. Uh, finished Beersted two, Chatham Town five, Crowborough uh, Athletic one, K Sports one. Uh, Deal Town were beaten three one by Sheppey United. Two hundred twenty nine people at that game. Did not deal uh,
0: have somebody sent off there, I think?
5: They did, yes, uh, quite, you know quite early in the piece. I, the, I think I just read the left-back. I'm not sure who that was. Oh, right, yeah, um, yeah. But somewhat, yeah, so a were down to 10 men in that game. Midson and Mafula both on target there as well. As well, it finished Irith and Belvedere 2, Beckenham Town 2. Uh, Corinthian went behind to an early Charlie McDonald goal hit back to win 2-1 yet again. I think that's all but one of the games so far this season. They've won by two goals to one. Obviously, the one they didn't win 2-1 is the one they wish they'd won 2-1 um, more than others, uh, which, of course, was the FA Vase semi-final. And late, late drama at Punjab, where Punjab were leading uh, previously unbeaten Tunbridge Wells uh, into the 89th minute. And Tunbridge Wells came up trumps with two late goals to maintain their 100% record at the top of the table. And uh, bit Chippy smart- wasn't happy. Um, but I would imagine he probably wasn't. He'll be on the list of people who will speak to soon. But But uh, so far, we've got four four teams with 100%, five teams with 100% record at the top of the table. Uh, Tunbridge Wells, Chatham and Sheppey, all three from three. And Wellingtown and Corinthian, both two from two. Uh, so a good start to the season.
0: I would probably say three out of those five, we expected the sides to be up there. So uh, Tunbridge Wells, maybe we didn't expect them to maybe... Um... Challenging the thing, but Corinthian and Sheppey and Chatham, we thought would be there, but there's a long way to go yet Again, will they have eyes on the, some of these sides, have the eyes on the FA Cup in midweek, but Bread and butter in the league on Saturday
5: Well, exactly, we shall find out uh, what goes on with that on Saturday on Saturday in the 1st Division, it finished Brighton Ropes 1, FC Elmsford 3, Holmesdale 5, Deal Town 2, Kent Football United 1, Greenways 2, uh, Rochester United 4, SC Thamesmead 2, uh, Rustle beaten 3-2 at home by Croydon, Snodland Town were 2-1 winners over Forest Hill, and Kennington continued their fine start to the season with a 6-0 away win at Sutton Athletic. I uh, should you mention as well there the attendance at Rustle on Saturday, 250, that's quite something for, for that level.
0: Yeah, absolutely fantastic. So um, I think that's uh, people, I think, you know, can't go and maybe watch their their Premier League teams, just go and watch their local sides. And we always say to people, if you want to go watch your football, whatever level in the scaffold, you, you'll have entertainment and you'll be looked after. So um, I think that's great for them.
5: Yeah, exactly. Not many nil-nils either, mate, so we're still uh, we're still doing all right, yeah. aren't we? Uh, when, tonight, Wednesday, Ballam against Wellington, Canterbury City against Hollands and & Blair, and Town against AFC Croydon. And then the FA Vars starts on Saturday, Matt, which I know uh, oh, always gives funny. you uh, a good bit of joy. Apart from that, teams who come into the competition later uh, do play some league games. We've got Canterbury City against Corinthian, Chatham Town against Glebe, and Lordswood against Wellingtown. And in the first division, Sutton Athletic host, Rochester United. And now it's time for my uh, annual favourite game of match. You know where this place is. So on Saturday, uh, we have Beckenham Town against Littlehampton Town. That's that's pretty straightforward. Uh, Billingshurst against FC Elmstead. Erith and Belvedere are at home to Loxwood. Uh, Homestead take on Kent Football United. A little scaffold division one tie there. Holy Town against Hollands and Blair. It's K-Sports against Tunbridge Wells. Lidtown are at home to Broadbridge Heath, it's Punjab United against Beersted, Rustle will go to Rains Park Vale, it's Redhill against Snodland Town, Shearwater against Sporting Club Thamesmead, Stansfield are at home to Knapp Hill and Greenways go to Worthing United. So there's some, uh, some familiar names actually there Matt and not too many places that you've never heard of I wouldn't imagine.
0: The same old places keep coming up in the tro- in the Vars, don't they? And, so well,
5: as the Cup as well. I mean, if you look at some of those places, Nap Hill, Shearwater, they've already played Kent clubs this season. Raines Park, Vale, they get a Kent team every year in something or other. We've probably <laughs> talked about them more than we have some of our scaffold teams. Uh, three games on Sunday as well in the uh, in the FA uh, FA Vars. Uh, Croydon take on Sheppey United in a game that's being played at Glebe. Uh, Bride and Ropes go to take on Epsom and Yule and it's Kennington against Irith Town uh, so some, some some big games there mate
0: yeah yeah well early how games a long way away they yeah, haven't finished last season's tournament yet so <laughs> um, yeah fingers crossed for all our sides in that
5: yeah, good luck to everybody, uh, even the ones who are playing against other scaffold teams. Someone's going to win. Just enjoy the day. Have a nice day. Uh, and then Tuesday, no midweek games uh, in the scaffold next week because they are all FA Cup ties. The Cray Wanderers against Fisher game, incidentally, is on Wednesday night next week. Uh, so that's one that we'll be able to talk about. Uh, looking around the, the National Leagues, National League South, uh, we talked about Welling last week, five signings. Uh, have now been made by Bradley Quinton, Montel Adjumang, Nathan Green, and Anthony Cook, all back on, uh, to all signing back on to stay at Part of U Road. Uh, Green and Cook have both left the club earlier, but they've now decided uh, to come back. Uh, also signing on the line is Cuba Gordon. Cuba is spelled Q U B A, by the way, uh, formerly of QPR, Bournewood, Morden Tiptree. Uh, 22 year old centre back. And Rowan Lybird is a much travelled name. He's been on trial during pre season, six foot six inches, uh, formerly of Reading, Wickham, and Stevenage, among others. So uh, starting to build his squad, Brad Quinton, and still got a a couple of weeks to go.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, He'll probably use the Essex market where he knew from his time at Braintree. You know, when we've spoken to him, he knows a lot of players, knows how to win this league. So we'll see how they go from there. He got under the radar compared to the other three sides in that division. um, well in but they, you know if they can get off to a good start you know there's no reason why they can't get in the playoffs is all I thought
5: no good win for dartford in their season friendly on Tuesday night as well as they beat all the shot by 3 goals to nil first game at prince's park since march uh behind closed doors and under floodlights but uh really really good uh for them seven trialists started and two on the bench so he's still looking to to boost his squad but they've got to be happy with that win even though it is just a friendly
0: yeah i think steve kings uh, yeah, i i i think Dartford should probably be favourites to win this division. The players they've brought in, they've dismantled all the shot there. I don't know how good the all the shot side were, but definitely I think um, if Dartford can get off to a good start, they'll be the side to watch out. He's made some great signings uh, and he's desperate to get them up. Steve King, if the league can, if the league carries on its course, I think they'll be Kent's lead champions for this division.
5: Yeah, exactly. And we are obviously uh, keeping an eye on what's going to happen about the start of the season. The National League uh, have now written, haven't they, uh, to try and get uh, up to a thousand spectators uh, into games when the season starts on the 2nd uh, of October. The EFL, as Matt said at the top of the show, have announced 10 games uh, in this weekend, will be allowed to admit up to a thousand spectators. Uh, I can tell you, if you're, if you're interested, Luton against Derby, Norwich against Preston, Middlesbrough against Bournemouth, Charlton against Doncaster, Blackpool against Swindon, Shrewsbury against Northampton, Hull versus Crewe, Forest Green Rovers against Bradford, Carlisle against Southend, and Morecambe against Cambridge are the fixtures. I'd, I would imagine that most of them have been chosen because it's a long way to go for the away supporters.
0: Good point. I didn't think of that. Good point. Didn't. Th- um, um, yes, uh, maybe it's easier to, I don't know how they're going to get people in, but yes, it's a step in the right direction. Um, They've got the test there. I presume, you know, there's not going to be, what does that prove that you can have a thousand people in and we can go ahead? Is that basically what they're doing?
5: i think so i think it will just sort of move in the get get moving in the right direction and uh, and i suppose yes it's it's all just part of the of the testing program isn't yeah. it to to see how these places can uh impact bringing the self isolation and keep everybody safe so yeah.
0: uh, it's got to be done for because the, the national league, league for the national time. league this is good i think the national league have also said they want some of their clubs to have some friendlies as well haven't they so the next week to to test some things out so for the national league i think um today is a big step for them. But they may have other problems, John.
5: Well, exactly. And what's interesting is I'm just looking at the reports to this, um, this, the responses to the tweet from the National League um, about their, their about they're wanting 1,000 people in. Uh, some people saying that it's rubbish because clubs like Stockport, Chesterfield and Notts County are only allowed 5 to 10%. Smaller clubs can hold far more than that because their stadiums aren't as big. Um, and people are saying there's no logic to that um so i don't know where to go but surely getting anybody in has got to be a good thing hasn't it
0: yeah i think it is but i think that the bigger boys in this division are seeing that now for dover point of view a thousand people is what they get every week so they'll be making money as what they would do but you know notts county doing well could get six seven eight thousand people in but only a thousand so they will be missing out on that but i thought they were doing a percentage but it seems to be clearly that it's going to be um a thousand at the moment maybe the first couple of weeks of the season and, and go from there but you know I, 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 the key thing is we get football going i don't think that's counting as stockport fans um can you know they'd rather be seeing games rather than not having as many people through the gate i would have thought and I, I, yeah. I don't, if you spoke to the management team there i expect that's what they think as well
5: yeah national league incidentally yet to uh release a statement about the uh the recent uh <laughs> problems with macclesfield which could mean that Two of the divisions have got uh, an odd number of teams this season,
0: Matt. Yes. Well, I did say months ago, didn't I, that there was rumours that Maccasfield may have problems starting the season. They've announced loads of signings, but now um, they've been wound up, which means they can't probably play football anymore, which I'm led to believe. The National League said they had to go with 24 teams, which means that um, a place for obsolete to come back into it. A, I don't know the logistics of this, is it easy that absolutely take over Macclesfield's fixtures and away you go? Um, but again, of course, that would even it would even up the number of the. But staff. then surely
5: if they did that, they'd have to redo the South because they've already done the fixtures there and given teams a day off. They're going to have yeah. two two teams having a, having a weekend. Yeah, off every I'm, weekend?
0: I'm, I'm, if the fixtures hadn't been out, if this happened two weeks ago, I think Ebsleek might have had a thing, but the logistics and how these things are organised. I would say they might have a few problems trying to get them in. So we could go with 23 teams. I'd If you did, absolutely, you'd have to take Macclesfield's fixtures on, which would would have thought majority of the league be northern base. They would have to play Wrexham away on Christmas on Day, Day <laughs> which, which is nice, but it's a bit of a trek. So I, I'm just thinking about with my um, common sense head on. Is it easy to do that or unless you do all the fixtures again?
5: Could be worse, have... mate. You could be at home to Dagenham and Redbridge live on BT Sport on there. Uh,
0: 5.20, on... yeah, I'm busy <laughs> that day. Boxing um, day. I would have thought, logistically, the National League would be thinking, no, um, I mean, it might be difficult from a David point of view. Is It, kind of, it could be a season of struggle. Their chances of survival have increased by 25%. I don't <laughs> <think>. <laughs> yeah, uh,
5: anything going on at, at Crabble while we're talking about them?
0: Um, not that I'm aware of, no. we're um, Excellent.
5: Well, we'll wrap it up then, shall we? Exactly,
0: that's about it, really. Yeah, no, no. um, I think they're trying to bring players in. It's still two weeks to go yet, mate, before the big signings arrive, and we'll be okay. But um, delighted
5: to announce our new number ten. It's Matt Gerrard.
0: Yeah, that'd be great, wouldn't it? Yeah. No, but yeah. What's your opinion? Will Everton get promoted? Uh, that's sorry, it. reinstated. Wrong word,
5: Reinstated. No, I don't think they will now. Not now the fixtures have been done. So yeah, I think, so think so. it will just be a week off when Macclesfield are in. As you say, the the logistics of a, a trip to Wrexham on Boxing Day, and then obviously on the second of January, first fixtures of the new year. Uh, they would. Be, uh, they'd Wexham. be at home to Wrexham, yeah. so you know I I just don't think that that really works for anybody in any way. Well, shape, and I form. know the
0: Berry situation was quite similar, wasn't it? So
5: yeah,
0: what feel have done? Or? can they appeal on this and that
5: I don't know Uh, and it'll be interesting to see how they level it up because they've got to get back up to next season Uh, when the season finishes next year we've got to have 24 teams in the national league we've got to have uh, 22 teams in the national league south and we've got to have 22 in the national league north and there's got to be filtering up from the way down so hopefully that'll play into the hands of some of our clubs further down the pyramid. but we've got to get this back to to the even
0: numbers haven't we yeah uh yeah, I presume that it's going to be logistical in mean, I mean, the Berry situation and they didn't re-promote somebody else or reinstate somebody did they no, no. at times they would do so I think well the National League haven't been too clever with maybe some of their decisions this season so they probably need to nip this one in the bud or it could run, run and run and run and run so um, there probably needs to be a statement now. but again I don't know if you, if you wound up is that it or cause can McElfield still come back from this
5: Uh, That I do not know. So time will tell. Hopefully by this time next week, uh, we'll have a rough idea of where we stand. Well, uh, I've got no idea how long this podcast currently is, so we'd better not uh, talk too much uh, more about uh, anything else. So maybe we should just wrap it up. Matt, what do you think?
0: Yeah, that's it, mate. Nothing too. I've got to get back to work. So um, yeah, good speaking to you. Um, Good luck to all our sides in the FA Cup and in league action this week. And we'll go from there.
5: Yeah, thank you very much. You can uh, follow us as always on Twitter at KentNL Podcast. You can also find us on Facebook, where we uh, search for Kent Only Podcast. You can find me at John eighty one. Matt is at Matthew underscore Gerard, rather than the poor sap uh, at Matt Gerard nineteen eighty five, who keeps being uh, tagged into stuff uh, by uh, people who don't know you as well and think that perhaps you're still only thirty five, uh, which is very 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 and Very very wrong. Um, don't forget to get involved in our uh, our official. Um, Fancy Premier League league uh, devastated to report after the first week that I'm down the bottom because I've played the long game but uh, even more upsettingly the uh, Corinthian manager Michael Golding is top of our league uh, with 71 points so congratulations Michael uh, we're all going to be desperate to, uh, to overtake you don't forget to do your scaffold super six uh, of course thank you to all of our guests for joining us and thanks of course as well to Jason Burns for sending us that Neil Cugley interview very very much appreciated um, and I'm always looking for a, a fresh voice from Dover so maybe Jason uh, sit by the phone but thank you everybody for listening and we'll speak to you all next week and good luck to all of our teams in the FA Cup
0: and hopefully we might have a new sponsor next week John.